Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr. And it's me, Rachel and Lindsay. Rachel. What's up? It's the Thursday pod. You excited about that? Of course. (laughs) I gotta Um, tell you, I'm feeling a little under the weather. mm, Here's the thing, though. Happened to you again. I've been tested three times this week, and I feel like we forget you can get sick in other ways. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody wants to put everybody wants to put COVID on me, but I think it's just I literally have just a a virus, like a cold or something. But everybody's like, "Oh, you know, it must be COVID. Your test just must be not reading correctly." Y'all, I don't have COVID. COVID came on the block, kicked the flu off the block, kicked a cold off the block. I mean, COVID is like the flu. Don't even get me started on the cold. A cold is like Khloe Kardashian. That's the third sister. You know what I mean? COVID came and just like, this is our shit. This is our shit. It don't matter. Like, nigga, you got a cold. Niggas going hiking. Fuck it. Who cares? It used to be you got a cold. You took care of yourself. You got the flu. You took care of it. Not anymore. You got the flu. Fucking the whole gym mm-hmm. will get the flu because if I got the flu, if I if it's not COVID, I'm going out into the world. Only one thing can keep me home. It's got them COVID. So you, you got probably like a cold, but a cold. I'm out in the world. Nigga don't care. Rachel, get out here. Get out, out here, man. Extra, here. extra. You ever seen that song? No, but I like when people do it on the carpet. They they do like it to a you? lot. Of, a lot of people come up, and you know who's the funniest with it is oh. um. Clay Thompson. So it's like he's always like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I check into my hotel room, you guys are on. Shout out to Mario. And I'm like, Mario doesn't work with us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, please stop saying that. He'll go out to another outlet and he'll be like, extra, extra. And I'll be like, we're over here. We're down here. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you don't work with Mario. Mario kind of a bitch ass nigga. I'll be honest with you. Listen, we've covered him on this podcast. Yeah. Mario kind of a bitch. You know what? You know what's crazy? He definitely it's, does some questionable things. It's crazy as we get older realizing like who the bitches are. Because people you would have never thought would have turned out to be that way, you know? Like, it's like very upsetting. Name, so you were a fan of Saved by the Bell, I'm assuming. Of course. Of course. So who else has become a bitch that, that maybe you looked up to when you were younger? I mean, obviously, you know, there's the main biggest bitches. You know, you got your Cosby's that bitched out. That's like, that's, I don't know what to call that. That's deeper. It's deeper, but on the level, you just, on a level where I just talk about people just, yeah, you know, you got Mario Lopez. You know what I mean? You got fucking Tim Allen. You know, Kramer turned into a bitch for a second. Mel Gibson turned into a bitch. You know, it's like, these people, it's like nuts. It's like you get older, you learn. It's like fucking. They. It's like weird. Mario Lopez and all of that weird ass shit. Oh, weird ass shit. And people are like, oh, they're, they're bitches because they disagree with you politically. Kind of, no, a little bit. It, dep- <laughs> it, 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 it depends, though. What have you been doing? So have you been have you been staying inside then? Because you no, said- I've been going to work every day. God they're like, damn. you're not positive. You're not positive for COVID. You need to come into the job. Yeah. And I would think I would have this weekend to rest up, but the nephews are coming in town today. Alistair. My sister and my nephews. 
Little Alistair, little Hendrix, my sister. Let me tell you guys something. I want you guys to do something. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe on um on GoFundMe, which is where you start them, <laughs> to get Alistair a pool. No, stop. So after this last podcast, the Monday podcast, uh, Rimshot was uh, Rachel FaceTimed Rimshot, and Rimshot was. Alistair and them were all wet. Beautiful children. Oh my God, gorgeous kids, man. Gorgeous, gorgeous kids. And I'm like, oh, it's pool time. They like in the pool. It's pool day. It's Texas. It was probably 275 degrees. So it's pool. And Alistair goes, no, it's not pool. Sprinklers. And I look out and there is this massive backyard. Perfect for a pool. And I see this bunch of black kids running through the sprinklers. And I think to myself, they got to be pool money around here somewhere. <laughs> Leave my family alone. They got that. They got pool money. So what I'm going to do is we start a GoFundMe because <laughs> Alistair, who else was there? was another little guy there. What was his name? Hendrix, my other Hendrix. nephew. Alistair and Hendrix. Great names. Jesus Christ. They're going to have so many hoes. It's going to be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be stupid. Costas is going to laugh so hard when she hears this. Alistair <laughs> and Hendrix, they need a pool. This is what, see, people talk about black people can't swim. That's because we run it through sprinklers <laughs> rather than getting but in wait, the pool. Weren't the sprinklers so much fun back they in the day like when so we used to run fun. through them? They would look like, like they were having so much fun. I would man. love to run through the sprinklers right now. That, was, uh, that brings back so many memories. This is what we used to do in the front yard, though, not the backyard. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I think about that when I see kids at like a fountain, like a big fountain, or like there's mm-hmm. this place at Universal Studios where all of these kids are there, and it's like a fountain area for like for the kids to run into. And I think to myself, what would people do if I ran in that bitch? <laughs> you know, when I see kids playing in a With fountain. With a bunch of kids? They yeah. think you are a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's not going to be received well when it's really not that type of vibe. The vibe is I just want to go in there and have a good time, like Alistair was. It depends how you ran into the to fountain as well. Like if you ran screaming with your hands up in the air, they would you be ter- they would be terrified. Well, how? Wait a minute. <laughs> what's how do you run into sprinklers? Like what's the way that you run into? I mean, I don't know the fountains. I don't know what the fountains at Universal look like. Couldn't you just walk up to it and stand in it? No. So it's like not a fountain. It's like a it's like a kids zone. Donna, you ever oh. been to Universal Studios out here? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's where it like spurts out in different spots, right? See, see how Donnie made it spurts out. That don't sound right. Spurts. Donnie, <laughs> hey, you're running up in it. <laughs> That's toilet water, though. I'm not letting my kids run in the universal spouts. Why? Really, Donnie? I think it's the same water that goes in the bathrooms. That's definitely toilet water. Really, Donnie? Why would you say something like that? It's called super. Let me tell you how fucked up Donnie is. This is called (laughs) Super Silly Funland is the name of it. I just looked it up (laughs) at Universal. See, that's the little entrance, right? And then you go in there and I'm going to show you the the fountains that they have. Super Silly Funland is for the kids. Oh, see, there it is. That's the area. See the little area? It's got the little fountains. Yeah, they're going there this weekend. Who, Alistair and them? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're gonna be right at home. 
They gonna be they gonna be they gonna be right at home. They gonna be right at home, running through the sprinklers. Like show them a pool. They probably have a panic attack. They gonna no. They're thrilled for the pool over here. They're thrilled. Oh, first thing they're gonna yeah. Oh, more than welcome to come over this weekend. <laughs> Whoa, Kalika! <laughs> Kalika's been here. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Sorry. It's good. Kalika! You know what? Brian's gonna barbecue. I'm I'm definitely not coming. That nigga Brian is going way too far now. That nigga Brian. <laughs> to barbecue? Got, no, no. I'm not coming over to your house until I lose weight. You that know nigga what? Brian I want you to is... see, I want you to see the thing because Brian had been in the gym in two years. He uses this one machine. I want you to come see it. Matter no. of fact, y'all are coming Fuck over here no. on Saturday. Call I'm, Kalika. I'll tell Kalika. I'm not coming anywhere. I like I'm not that nigga Brian. <laughs> you won't get anywhere near Brian? <laughs> no, I wanna be anywhere near him. Brian was already in great shape. And then I look, I look at remember, remember that era where like LL Cool J was always in shape. Remember that era where LL Cool J just got super ripped yes. to the next level. Yes, that's how Brian is now. What the hell is going on with Brian? You gotta come over here and see it. No, I don't. We'll I see you on Saturday. Oh, you know, kids are about, gonna be in the pool. You could jump in the pool with the kids. We won't judge you. Oh, I'll jump in. I'll jump in. I'll jump in the pool. You know what I like to do? I like to launch kids, throw them throughout the air so they land in the pool. So right. do that to my nephew. Oh, get to the other side of the pool. Uncle Van, throw you like a discus. All right. Um, <laughs> I've been working hard to lose weight. I'm losing great weight. I've lost 13 pounds since I came back from Dallas. Are you serious? That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, man. Like today. That's great, Van. Look I've already burned 1,200 calories from working out. What did you do? Thing. Boxing? You still boxing every day? Yeah, I box. I got my ass kicked a little bit today. I got punched in my shit. Patrick, Patrick punched me in my shit today. It was very upsetting, mm. you know. But I went like twelve rounds. Sparks, That's a lot. It is a lot. All right, we have to talk about uh, more Biden stuff. Um, the reason why I say more is because we just taped an interview with everybody's favorite economist, Mark Goldwine, <laughs> um, talking about Biden's Inflation Act. Okay, the Inflation Act that the Democrats have. We got a whole breakdown for you guys. We're going to bring give that to you in a second. But before we do that, the big deal of the day on the other side of this is Biden's attempt to curb crime, violent crime in America on the other side. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, Rachel. Biden administration uh, spending $37 billion to reduce gun crime. The name of it is the Safer America Act, Safer America Plan. Um, and it's out here. This is going to be Biden's big salvo to stop violent crime, which has been on an uptick, obviously, ever since the 2020 coronavirus pandemic broke out. Biden, of course, wants to look strong on crime so that he can court those independents um, and also make sure that people don't think that he's one of these defund the police wackos. God forbid you would be them. 
Uh, so this is the way the Safe in America plan looks, which he's planning to unveil really quickly and then send up to the Hill to see if it if it uh, if it can uh, run the gauntlet of political bullshit. Thirteen billion to hire one hundred thousand new officers. Fifteen billion for alternatives to policing. Five billion to community-based violence intervention stuff. Three billion to work on court backlogs and task forces. Okay, there's still a little stuff in here to be worked out. We don't know uh, what's happening here. Um, there's a, a 20 billion up in the air, kind of in that situation when you when you look at that because this the 13 billion that we know is 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 going to hire the 100,000 new officers. That's we know the purpose of that. This other 20 billion that we're looking at, we don't know what any of this stuff means. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Alternatives to policing, what does that mean? Uh, the community-based violence intervention initiatives, what does that mean? The $3 billion to work on court backlog, backlogs and task forces, how, when, why, where, where? So that stuff will probably get ironed out um, as the bill goes through its political volume and people uh, you know, hammer out what it is that they hammer out. But there's something else that, they, that they're talking about here. Part of the bill seeks to decriminalize crack to the same level as powder cocaine, which there's been a huge discrepancy between uh, the sentences that you would get for powder cocaine, tooting your nose, toot, 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 peanut butter. Do you know that song? No. The peanut that was on the tracks and then here comes the train, toot, toot, peanut butter. You never heard that song? (laughs) No. Anyway, um, uh, so yeah, I mean that that's it. This seems to be uh, by a big political maneuver by Biden to address what is g- growing gun crime uh, and growing violent crime on our American streets. Rach, are you impressed? Yes and no. Ooh. Uh, yes, because as you just mentioned, there's certain things within this that are being proposed that we that are explained which are necessary, like the crack powder disparity. Um, I think you refer to it as alternative policing, that you called it? Yeah, alternative. I, I, my guess is that's a response to, you know, the police being called out when there's like a mental health response or some type of public health response. Like Unarmed mental health officers, yes. So when it's not supposed to be a police officer, somebody who's more and better equipped to handle the situation, to de-escalate the situation rather than police, which tend to heighten it. I believe that that's what's that's going toward. And that's great. But the no that I'm referring to is one, there's a lot of generalizations, which you pointed out, which we don't know what that means. Safer American plan. That's the name of this. And all I kept thinking was, well, who's going to feel safe? by this legislation that's proposed. Mm -hmm. And immediately my thought was to go look at the Justice and Policing Act and to see if anything that was proposed in that act is being implemented in this Safer American plan. I don't think so. Mm -hmm. And so other... Oh, did you say it's not or did Donnie? It's me. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I'm your agreeing voice, with you. It didn't seem like it came from your Jesus body. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Just buy Alistair a pool and continue <laughs> your great point that you're making. I'm sick. Remember, I'm sick. You're going to bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, it doesn't take into consideration the things that were proposed in the Justice and Policing Act. Um, 
the Justice and Policing Act, part of that was to work to end racial and religious profiling. I'm not really seeing that in here. Banning chokeholds and no-knock warrants. Limiting military equipment on American streets and requiring body cameras. Holding police accountable in court. Investigating police misconduct. Uh, some of this, I guess, making, lynch, uh, making lynching a federal crime, improving transparency by collecting data and police misconduct and use of force, so on, so on, so on. When I'm thinking about making America safe for what does it make safe for American plan, who is this really trying to make safe? Why? I, I guess I was a little shocked at this, that this didn't, especially the things that Biden was running on, the things that he said he was going to do, that he promised to the black community who put him in office. I, when I saw this, especially the title of it, I just knew that some of these things that maybe you couldn't get past in the Justice and Policing Act would be implemented into this so that we as black people feel safer, not empowering police by giving them all these additional tools. Like they're like part of it talks about training police, training them in what way we just covered on this last podcast, what police are still doing to people in the community where we don't feel safe. We don't feel like we can trust them. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going to implement an act that was supposed to make us feel safe, I got to give this bill a no to a large degree because I'm not, I'm not sure how this bill makes me as a black person feel safer. This is so sad for me right now. What's happening. Because you're putting me in a position to defend the Biden administration here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Look Come at you. On. You 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 like the smoke, don't you? You like People the smoke. People would be thrilled though. Because they feel you like you're like, so hard you, on the Democrats. You, look that, so you, Come on. You like a brisket. You love smoke. Um <laughs> All right. Uh, I've been watching I've been watching brisket beef videos on YouTube. What? <laughs> Is this but does this help you feel better? Like you said you lost 13 pounds, like just watching it release something for you. <laughs> Fucking right. Okay. That makes sense. That actually makes sense to me. Cooking steaks and all that <laughs> stuff like that. I watched this guy, this guy make a brisket in a cheap smoker. There's a video where this guy makes a brisket in a cheap smoker. And he's like, can we make a great brisket in a Walmart smoker? And I'm like, this is barbecue, man. And I watched that whole shit. That shit was like. 30 minutes long anyway um but i like that you're like a brisket you love smoke uh something kendrick perkins would say so let me tell you why okay so um let me tell you why i think your criticism is slightly unfair i agree uh but slightly unfair number one the the aim of the violence and policing act and the Safer America plan, they're different. They have diff- two Justice different Justice and Policing Act. We Excuse always me. say I always say violence. Because that's how I think about this is violence. Uh, the aims are different. The aim of the, the Justice and Policing Act is specifically. I totally agree. Right. And so with the Safer America plan, it's more akin, to be honest with you, to a crime bill. It's a bill that is uh, addressing American crime. Now, we can argue about whether or not the best way to adjust, address American crime is more police. I I wholeheartedly disagree with that um Mm -hmm. i think there are a lot of people who would if you're asking me about this bill Mm -hmm. the rest of the 20 billion dollars in this bill that's getting spent alternatives to policing uh five billion for community-based violence intervention initiatives three billion to work on court backlogs and all of those things uh that stuff is just vague enough to hide the fact that 
this bill funds the police. So for me, that's the purpose of the bill. The purpose of the bill is to hire 100,000 new police officers. And it's probably more of a political maneuver than it is anything else. Uh, a maneuver to show and ran ramping up for a midterm or ramping up for uh, a re-election campaign that, that Biden actually funded the police and didn't defund them. Defunding the police, a slogan, very unpopular, not just with white rural America. We think that. A lot right. of people in black suburban America look at the police as safety. They must not be watching the news, whatever. Um, but I think to compare it to the Justice in Policing Act is a little bit unfair because that was specifically aimed at police dysfunction. If you include anything that revi- that that resembles that in this particular bill, it has no chance to pass because the Justice and Policing Act has already lost. So uh, if there is to be anything, let's say that they come because Congress is going to have to write uh, some legislation about how this bill is actually used. Let's say that they come up with a spectacular use for the excess $20 billion that we're having here, right? Let's say they come up with a great use for it. It establishes mm-hmm. something. You might around the other side, get something that resembles uh, positive public safety measures somewhere. I don't think $20 billion is nearbouts enough, but you might get that. If you go in head first, it won't happen. And this bill is not looking to address that. It's looking to address American crime. So I don't think that that's quite a fair comparison. Do you feel me? Do you feel what I'm saying? So absolutely. But I'm not comparing the Justice and Policing Act to say for American plan, America plan. I'm saying when you talk about crime prevention, are we not going to include the crimes that are against black people or just people, let's just say anybody at the hands of the police. And I guess, and, and yeah, I get what you're point. saying about it being yeah. a crime bill. So my thing is this safer America plan, all it made me realize is we're never going to get anything close to the justice and policing act. Because to me, this was an opportunity to put some of it we took qualified immunity off the table. This was an opportunity to put some of those things in a safer America plan. And I think the title of the bill could include some of these things. I don't want us to look at safer America plan and be like, wow, Biden did it. And he's, you know, doing things to make us feel more safe in this country. No, he's not. And I don't feel like he should get a a pat on the back for putting implementing this, because as you just pointed out, it seems to be more politically based than it is on actually putting something together on the things that you said, the policies that you that you ran on. I, I just. I, I, yeah, so I'm not comparing it. I just feel like some of these things should have been included. And now yeah. I know they never will. Yeah, this, absolutely. Like, yeah, like you yeah. said, it, this yeah. failed, this failed, this will succeed because like the Democrats do, we end up compromising to the point of not getting the things that we want. This thermometer is my scepter that I held in my hands. You absolutely did compare, but that's okay. Just remember. I, I'm not <laughs> comparing. I'm saying it should be. I'm not saying this no, versus this. I, I understand. I understand. So th- this is what I would say. This is why the specificity of all of this stuff matters, right? $13 billion to hire new police officers, right? And to train them. Train them to do what? I know. You know, um, alternatives to policing. If there is a conversation around mitigating 
or eliminating police violence towards American citizens. And if this bill is going to at all address that, this proposed mm-hmm. bill is going to address that, this plan, then they need to be very forthright about that. Once again, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's necessarily the purpose of this, but I do think that if there were compelling alternatives to policing, that might save lives. If there were community-based violence intervention initiatives that could save lives. I think you need to cite more than $5 billion, but that could save lives. $3 billion to work on court backlogs and task forces. I don't know what the task forces would be, but getting rid of the court backlogs might keep people from being out of county jail for years and years and years and years. They shouldn't be in jail anyway because they're innocent people, but like, like county jail for years and years and years and years and, and might kind of you might, Khalif Browder might be alive today if he didn't have to be on Rikers as long as what he was. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, as far as the decriminalizing crack to the same level as powder coke, love it. Wall Street, watch out. <laughs> Actually, it's not, they shouldn't watch out because it's decriminalizing crack. So I guess, you know, I don't, you know, you know what's funny? I know it's a, it's important. But it's just funny how decriminalizing crack is a thing for black people. Why is that funny? It's funny that like somebody could sit up and say, I'm not saying that, look, poor neighborhoods, black and brown neighborhoods, crack is cheaper, crack is sold more prevalently there. But it's just a funny situation to where a politician can be like, what did you do for black people? I decriminalized crack. That's just a funny back and forth. It's funny. That's hilarious to me. Well, nobody else took action on decriminalizing crack. I did. I understand the whole thing before everybody gets all whatever. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just searching for the humor. It's funny to me. <laughs> That's just funny to me, dog. All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Brittany Griner. So. The United States of America has a is officially, according to reports, offering Victor Boot, the merchant of death, in exchange for WNBA star Brittany Griner and former Marine Paul Whelan. Okay. This comes, this update comes a day after Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, Tony Blink Blinks. Uh, said that the Biden administration had made a substantial proposal um, weeks ago to bring home the two wrongfully detained Americans. Our governments have communicated repeatedly and directly on that proposal. Blinken said Wednesday, a potential deal could see the U.S. offer to exchange convicted Russian arms trafficker Victor Boot for Griner and Whelan's release. No agreements yet. The Russians have have assured us that there are no agreements yet. But that is look that looks like the trade. That's the trade. Brittany for Griner and Whelan and for future prisoners of war. Rachel, your thoughts. Wait, wait, wait. For future prisoners of war on whose side? That's a fucking joke. 
Okay. Okay. I was making okay, I a was goddamn like, NBA NFL like, joke. We're not. We don't trade okay. future prisoners for. That's hilarious. I was like, what? I, Donnie, I want whenever we have a moment like that. I want a rim shot. Whenever a van, whenever van is tripped up. Rachel, that's what I was like, wait, what? I was like, what is this? I've never heard this. Um. Okay. This is tough. Yeah, you know what the answer is. Give it to me. Don't bullshit. You know what the answer is. Listen, guys, the merchant of death. He was arrested for the conspiracy to, wait, hold on. The conspiracy to provide material support or resources to a designated foreign terrorist organization conspiring to kill Americans, conspiring to kill American officers or employees, and conspiring to acquire and use an anti-aircraft missile. That's just some of the charges. Hmm. All right. The Russians want him back. All right, so let me tell you about Victor about Victor. Go Bruno. ahead, because there are movies, and I believe that there's a movie and a book. There's a movie with Nicolas Cage that actually kind of whitewashed Victor Victor Boot's entire life. Let Set me tell the you, same. Let me tell you a little bit about Victor Boot. Okay, here's the situation. Um, around the time that the the Soviet Union fell, Victor Boot started an import export business. That import export business was uh was um was legit. Was importing things, exporting things, made a ton of money, made a ton of money. Um, what he then started to do was understand how to move things around the country, or excuse me, around the world. Victor Boot is not your normal everyday arms dealer. He had 60 planes in a fleet of planes in order to deliver his arms. One U.S. official said that he single-handedly changed war on the African continent. From what it was before, which was guys fighting against machetes, fighting against each other with machetes, you know, a lot of hand-to-hand combat, stuff like that, to children walking around with AK-47s blowing each other's heads off. Mm. He was one of the primary weapons distributors to uh, Charles Taylor in Liberia, who was a gruesome, gruesome figure that was uh, on trial for war crimes back in the day. Um, he helped arm civil wars, skirmishes, warlords in Rwanda, Congo, Liberia, all over the world. A vicious, 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 dangerous man. Dangerous man. The world will be a more dangerous place with Victor Boot out. He was arrested in the year 2008. He started serving his time in 2011 because the DEA went on a very uh, <clears throat> intense sting operation to get him in 2008, which, which, which included multiple trips around the world to convince him to engage in a $12 million deal to uh, supply South American rebels with the arms they needed to kill Americans. Okay. There was a meeting in Curacao. They went to the meeting. Victor couldn't make it or the meeting got fucked up. They changed the meeting. Uh, the meeting was then overseas. And uh, when he came to that meeting, they got him. Three years, the Russians fought for him. 
They fought to keep him out of jail. Vladimir Putin has been protecting him for a long time. By the way, among his clients were the Taliban as well. Among his clients were the United States of America who bought arms, they say, unwittingly from this guy during the Iraq war. Okay, this is a deeply dangerous individual mm. who has more blood on his hands and his conscience than most people could ever hope to accrue in a hundred lives. They should not do this. Which was my point. <laughs> like they, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I know people will say, I'm sure it'll be a conversation on Reddit, you know, like, well, what would you do if it was your loved one? What would you do if it was your, you know, like your significant other, your sister, your cousin, your friend overseas? I don't know. I'm I mean, not in that situation. I know exactly what I would do. I would be slamming the table for them, like pounding the table for them to be released. I got mad people I love that's in jail. We have to look at this as well. And just today, there was an American in Russia that was sentenced. I sent this to the group chat that was sentenced to 14 years in prison for 20 for having 20 right. grams of wheat. This is a school teacher um, that was teaching, teaches English over in Russia since the 14 years for 20 grams a week. That is by our standard of justice, really in my opinion, by any standard of justice, egregious. It's egregious. It's egregious to have that happen. The problem is that's when you enter into their country, you're subject to their laws. Sure. What happened to Brittany Griner is an injustice through the purview of American justice. It's injustice through the purview of what we think is overall fairness. Now, because Brittany Griner, who I desperately want to come home, anyone that's in a foreign jail, anyone that's in jail, period, actually not some of you niggas, anyone that's in jail, period, I more than likely want you to be home. But the reality is the world is going to be a more dangerous place for a lot of people, particularly some Africans. Because Victor Bout is released. Not only that, but one of the reasons why the, the Russians probably want him back so much is because they want to pick his brain for the information that he might have regarding either how American intelligence works, whatever they asked him, how they interrogated him. They are playing a big fucking card to get him back. Yeah. And to be honest with you, this situation is all fucked up. Everybody who's wearing the IMBG shirt, you should keep wearing it. Everyone who's talking about that, the raising awareness to get the government to try to do as much as they can to get Brittany Griner back, they should be doing it. But to be honest with you, everything that happened here was avoidable if she would not have broken their laws. Yeah, this isn't the answer. And I do believe the other danger in this is that this is a slippery slope, right? You just mentioned the teacher who last year uh, was arrested, 61 years old, has been over there. Family hasn't had, can't get in touch with him only through Russian le letters that are written in Russian. Like they, have, they haven't seen him. They haven't laid eyes on him. But now Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan are coming home. But there's, but that prisoner is still over there. It's a slippery slope of what you're willing to trade and, and, and for 
you know, an American who, well, Paul Whelan's not in that, that category, but American who commits a crime and wants to come in a different country and wants to come back here. I think this is a dangerous slope that now people are going to look at presidents and administrations and expecting you to do something. If you're willing to let somebody this dangerous out, where does it stop? Yeah. Look, I, I'm not sure. You know, obviously there's been violence all over the place in some of these places that he funded he gave weapons to since he's been away. So it's not like they put him in jail and then all the violence stopped. I'm not saying that, whatever. But at all. still. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, for all my abolitionist friends out there, I understand that you guys don't like prisons and jails. But if there's anybody who needed to be in a prison or jail, it's this guy. Man. This guy. We're talking about the invention of the modern child soldier, the kid walking with the AK-47. This guy probably had, probably most likely sold them the AK-47. We're not talking about thousands. We're talking about tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. We're talking about so much damage to the to to the um, to the world landscape. And he is coming home because Brittany Griner didn't understand the ramifications of bringing a vape pen into a foreign country. It shouldn't be that 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 uh. It shouldn't be that severe a punishment, but there it is. So I encourage everyone, if there's a lesson to be taught from this, Brittany's coming home. If they make this deal, she'll come home. I'll celebrate along with everybody else. It's just to be honest with you, this guy shouldn't be getting out. And this is what I'll say. As Americans, we should not be so arrogant to try to do shit in other countries that doesn't fly there because it flies here. Like the celebrity that you have here, sometimes the access that you have here, it doesn't exist anywhere else. When you go to somewhere else and you're you're in somewhere else, don't let your idea of American freedom or American exceptionalism cloud you to the fact that then people will put a fucking boot in your ass if you fuck with them. And that's not just in Russia. That's all over the place. It's people that like it's people you watch locked up abroad that fucked around in parts of Asia that fucked around in parts of South America and we're expecting in some way for some justice system to come grab them. I'm not saying that Brittany Griner is a drug trafficker. She's not. But what I'm saying is that if you're going to go somewhere, part of keeping yourself safe is making sure you don't make these types of mistakes because now there's a whole international incident. LeBron yeah. James is saying crazy shit. And one of the most dangerous arms dealers on the history uh, in the history of planet Earth is coming out. He's getting out of jail. It's whack. Yeah, it's wild. Right. It's nuts. Nuts. Do you have online bill pay? Yes. How do you use it? Tell me about your online bill pay experience. <clears throat> like automatic debit? Does it just debit? Like, uh yeah, every month it's set to a certain like however you want to set it, and every month usually is when they take it out automatically. What are you about to tell me? I don't like automatic shit. You don't. But here's my thing: I can't remember every single thing that's supposed to be paid every single month, so it's nice to not have to worry about that. Man. I'm going through some financial shit, man. I got like this big check. It's like $100,000. And I did. I got this big check. I know. But why are you telling everybody this? 
because I gotta I have to tell people the story. So I got this big check. The check goes into the bank. I look back like five days after. It's all gone. The lawyers got paid, management got paid, the financial people got paid, and then they put money in different tax accounts. Out of that big check, $104 ended up in my <laughs> So I had to call people and say, That's yo. That's wild. It's I don't crazy. know what kind of I don't know what kind of setup it's you got. Crazy. I don't know why you got all them people on your team and who and who all you're paying. But that's ridiculous. So so we have to streamline it a little bit. We're going to streamline it even more. But I've decided that because of this, no more automatic shit. Nothing automatic. Man, that's insane. No I auto pay. <laughs> no auto pay. I'll sit here with a fucking one of those little visors and a calculator with the little paper that comes out of it. You don't have to do all that. And calculate all of that shit before I give a motherfucker. Hell no. Trying to play me. Trying to play me. You can't play the kid. Anyway. Um, Donald Trump. It's interesting though. I will tell you this though. When it comes to agents and attorneys, I pay them myself. I pay, I pay, I pay everybody out. Like it doesn't automatically debit out. Don't. They they invoice me. Ask me for it. I'll pay you. They invoice me. You it's so crazy because the money will go to them and they'll be like, hey, we just got this money. We're gonna get we're gonna deposit it. And I'm like, nah, you you give it to me and then I'll pay you. That's Punk what I say. Motherfucker. Apparently they got you back. They did. Thank you for uh thank you for <laughs> we talked about it. And you know, the things were said, so thanks for everyone that works with me. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The DOJ is investigating Trump. You happy now? You happy now? Like the DOJ is investigating uh, one of the greatest leaders we've ever had. No, you, you, Stop, you, man. You happy now? Am I happy? Listen, isn't that the purpose of, well, I guess politicians would say the purpose of the January 6th committee is to, you know, let people know, inform people of what happened leading up to it and right after it and to be transparent with everything that went down. But I would also say the goal was to get to the point of investigating Trump, the DOJ having uh, to investigate him for possible, possibly committing a crime. What's the point of going through all of this if we're supposed to be shocked because they might hold somebody accountable? Well, there is a sector of people that would be shocked by this. There's a sector, who was it? What coach is it who just totally was just like, oh, that thing that happened on January 6th? Like, Jack Del don't... Rio. Thank you, People don't, there are, there's a sector of people who don't think it's that big of a deal and are like, why are we still doing this? Why does it matter? So I do, if I do applaud the DOJ for this because I th- that was a big deal and, th- and there should be repercussions from it. So yeah, I hope that this moves forward. Do you hope think, charge him. do you think that Jack Del Rio is related <laughs> to Vanessa Del Rio? Who's Vanessa Del Rio? 
Hmm. Hold on real quick. Donnie? I don't know who that don't, is. Don't look it up. Don't he look said it he up. didn't know. He said he didn't know. So neither one of you guys look it up. You guys don't know who Vanessa Del Rio is. Interesting. I want a poll because I haven't been on Reddit in a long time. I want a poll of people who, when I said that, knew who Vanessa Del Rio was without looking it up. I want to know how many people knew who Vanessa Del Rio was without looking it up. Let me ask you a question. Who do you think Vanessa Del Rio is, Rachel? No, I don't want to do that. Donnie, at this point, you should have already <laughs> privately sent me a link to who Vanessa Del Rio is. <laughs> oh, see, I don't even know if I should be looking up this person on my work computer or not. That's, that's where my mind is. <laughs> You're so right. That's exactly who that person is. One of the greatest of all time, baby. One of the greatest of all time. But wait, wha- you must have mentioned her before because she was searched in my in my Google. Does no, Bri- Brian doesn't Bri- have access to <laughs> he doesn't have access to this computer. <laughs> he doesn't have oh! access. <laughs> Whoa. He doesn't, but why won't it let me click on her name? Wait, I'm afraid of what Brian, I Brian, and she's Google. a Latina too. She's well, spicy. She's a spicy Latina. No, he doesn't have access to this. You know what it might have been? It might have been that you were looking up Jack Del Rio, and then no. you clicked. Look, well, didn't you gotta tell what me? What is she famous why. for? What you mean? What is she famous for? It's no, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm reading what I'm looking at. Damn, she's seventy now. Boy, my formative years. My formative years. She's got Vanessa Del Rio has. If she's Thir- 70 now, she had to have been, what, 50 when you were watching her? Nah, man. It was like, it was really more, rest in peace to dad. It was really more dad. It was like the 80s, man. So she's like in her 30s. You know what I mean? So you knew what your dad was watching? Yeah, I found out. I never told you this story? No. So look, check this out. So I never told this story before. Donnie, I never yeah. told how I first discovered. We, otherwise, we would know who she is. No, I'm talking about just porn, period. Um, I never told this story. Okay, so uh, um, I was a kid and I was trying to watch WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and so I had tape WrestleMania. I used to buy these blank tapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so buy these blank tapes, <laughs> and the blank tapes. I remember the tapes because the tapes had you could get three hours quality, you get three hours in high quality, and six hours at kind of like whack quality. When he was taping, you know, it's just tapes, six hour tapes, three hour tapes. So I had a six hour tape of WrestleMania. It was, it wasn't just WrestleMania. It was all kinds of different wrestling stuff, stuff I had taped. And I want to watch it in the front and I come home. I'm going to watch this in the front, but I can't because the fucking, every time I put the tape in, it just ejects back out. It's, it, it plays for like a second and then it ejects back out. The tape is dirty. We don't have any hair cleaner. So the VCR is rickety. We used to go have to go through so much for entertainment back in the day. You did. So much. Had to go to Blockbuster, get the tape, which was great. Bring the tape back home. Put the tape mm-hmm. in. Just, now I just hit a button and it comes right to me. It's so weird. <clears throat> anyway, so the tape won't work. Like, Fuck. I want to watch WrestleMania. The only other VCR is in my parents' room. So I go into my parents' room. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking of anything. I go to try to put the tape in the VCR, watch WrestleMania, and there's a tape in the VCR. So I eject that tape, put it on top of the VCR. 
And I then take WrestleMania and I put it in. You know, watching WrestleMania, Owen Hart, whatever. And like, I swear that the light hit the top of the tape that was on top of the VCR in a certain way. It was a gold label and it shimmered. Oh my and that was gosh. and that was Satan. <laughs> Satan was like, "Hey, it was the forbidden fruit." Play me, play me, little nigga, play me. And I'm like, "What is this sort of gold?" Because it don't say Beverly Hills Cop or nothing on there. It's fucking Eddie Murphy raw. So I pop WrestleMania out and I put it in. Ha ha! I put the tape in and played it, and it was fucking going down. On the tape. <laughs> How old were you? 13, 12, okay. 12, 13, something like that. It was fucking going down on the tape. There was no sharpshooter, was no whatever. It was fucking going down. Vanessa Del Rio was in that video. And then once uh once I would see this would be the Vanessa Del Rio, Vanessa Del Rio, Vanessa Del Rio, you know what I mean? So that was actually that was actually not the 80s, but I went back and the tapes were from the 80s. Vanessa Del Rio, she was one of the ones. She was Vanessa Del Rio, Ebony A's, Jimmy Z. And then the later, the 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 later class, Janet Jackme. Okay, wow. Midori, Diana DeVoe, Obsession. Wow. Anyway. It's Gosh, over now. That part of my so life is so knowledgeable. You're so knowledgeable. Of, <laughs> that part of my life is over, by the way. That part of my life is over. I don't I, like I've let me tell you something. People don't even give me, I don't get credit for the stuff that I do that's positive, right? I don't. I don't okay. get credit. I only get destroyed for for stuff. I don't get credit. I've stopped with the porn stuff. I've stopped with it. I don't get credit. That's that's great, Van. Congratulations. You don't care. No, I do care, actually. I actually do, because now that I hear a story of how this started at 13... <laughs> And it carried into your 30s, late 30s. Yeah. I have to congratulate you for kicking that addiction. I'll be honest with you. It, it was funny when I when 40, I went to- 40? It was 40? When I went to my dad's to clean out my dad's his shit after he had passed on, I went to the top of his, of his like closet and mm-hmm. I was pulling stuff out of the top of his closet. There it is. Big Butt Bonanza on CD. <laughs> this nigga was still doing oh, it on CD. Yeah, this nigga was on CD, DVD, Big Butt Bonanza, Big Butt Lesbians or whatever the fuck. I'm like, damn. <laughs> Same old pops. Same old pops. But look, the hardest thing about kicking it though was, was making my devices not suggested. You know what I mean? My devices. No, I don't know what you mean. What do you mean your devices? Suggested? My devices, the algorithms, they know me. So well, because of I'm, your searches. Yeah. So I'm trying to get away from it. And they like, they just like the tape. They're like, Van, Van, Brazzers. You get pop ups on the computer? Not anymore because I've been going, I, I went because it's too long, but it used to pop up. You want to lick it hot, hot? No. i'm proud of you man i am proud of you this has been a lifelong struggle for you yeah it matters 
All right. Uh, you know who doesn't have much to worry about? Kyler Murray, $230 million. I have to ask you okay. if you feel like this is a problem. Kyler Murray is the tiny little quarterback from the Arizona wow. Cardinals. Please don't, don't do that. <laughs> um, how, how tall is Kyler Murray? Is he the same height as Russell? I think I he's shorter he's than Russell. Five, I believe he's listed as 5'10", though. Yeah, he's an amazing athlete, like super quick, uh, rocking arm. He's a great athlete. Uh, but he, uh, five-year, $230 million contract. God damn. Ooh. Go ahead, brother. Um, but he has to do at least four hours per week of self-study. Uh it said he will not get credit if he's studying or watching the material while it plays on his tablet or if he's doing something that can distract him, such as playing video games, watching TV, or browsing the internet. If he does not do this self-study, he is in default of his fucking contract. Shit. $230 million if you don't do do, do your homework. Um, he had a press camp conference. A lot of people were like, this is all fucked up. He did a press conference. This is what he said in the press conference. Today, I'm starting off. I'm talking today because, um, you know, I feel uh, it's necessary, you know, um, with what's going on as far as regarding me and, and the things that are being said about me. Um, it's, it's almost, you know, to think that I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not um, – not not have that passion and not not take this serious is is almost it's disrespectful and it's it's almost it's it's almost a joke you know um it's to me it's um i'm flattered you know i'm, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size i can go out there and not prepare for the game and not um you know not take it serious it's it's it's, it's disrespectful i feel like to my peers to all the to all the, the great athletes and great players that are in this league, um, this game's too hard. Uh, to, to play the position that I play in this league, um, it's, it's, it's too hard. Mm. First of all, I didn't know that's what he sounded like. Second, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I would expect somebody who just signed a five-year, $230.1 million deal to say. Mm. What the hell else is he going to say? He signed it. He was aware of the clause. So whether he agrees with it or not, at the end of the the day, the moment that he signed it, he ultimately decided to agree with it, which means he had to state that in front of other people when people would critique it, which is what's happening now. Um, I would be curious to know if this is ever done before. If it has, it can't be common. Um, But I I don't know if this is a one-off or if this is something that is going to be routine with the as we see these contracts get bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, ultimately, it's only going to help him. But is he being unfairly judged? Not judged, but is he being unfairly treated compared to white quarterbacks? I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. Well, it's been a tough little go round for uh, black quarterbacks just here recently. Of course, we're the Lamar Adam discourse about the contract and whether what he deserves is, is coming up. And then um, there was one executive, um, a defensive coordinator said that Jackson would never be a top tier quarterback and that Patrick Mahomes played street ball. See when Aaron Rodgers 
moves throughout the pocket and um and finds somebody. He's improvising. But when mm-hmm. a nigga does it, he's playing street ball. Street ball. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Look, I don't know if they make you study. I do know one story about Jamarcus Russell. In the, the time. No, Jamarcus Russell, it was alleged that the Raiders sent Jamarcus Russell home with game film and uh, asked him if he watched it the next day. And he said yes when on the game field it was like cartoons or something like that. And so he, he wasn't, he, that's a real story that they say happened. Um, Is that so, what, what was the downfall of his career? Don't matter. LSU legend, number one pick in the draft, don't matter. Don't matter. How about that? Don't matter what happened. He got his money. You seen him on the, on the podcast. Don't matter. Uh, but look, I, my whole thing about this, a lot of people were upset saying that they're essentially telling somebody that works as hard as Kyler Murray not to watch video games while he's doing it. He signed it. He signed it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he signed and it's it. Only, and honestly, out of a whole week, it's only four hours. It's like, a long time. If that's, if that, if that's what it takes if, to get that kind of deal, and I mean... Maybe he is being true. I mean, uh, listen, if other, if we'll see when there's another white quarterback out, like who, cause who, who are the highest paid quarterbacks right now? Uh, who just signed, a, who just signed a big, Deshaun Watson just signed a big deal. Yeah. We'll, we, we'll need to cover that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Deshaun Watson um, signed a big deal. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, you got Kyler. He, his contract, his, his clause says four hours of rape free time. Let's move on to the next topic. What? His four <laughs> hours that he can't sexually assault any masseuses is what his contract just, says. Just, just four hours. That's all just they need. Four hours, Obviously, geez. that's all they need. Obviously, that's all they need. Just four hours uh, of not sexually assaulting. We're going to have to tackle that one later because that is that's a whole nother story. Okay. But listen, if he if this is something that's put in on him and not on anybody else, we have a problem. But at the end of the day, this man is getting paid. Um, he deserves to be paid. I'm excited to see what he's going to do over the next five years. So, yeah. Okay, guys. It's time to talk economy. And when we're talking economy here on Higher Learning, there can only be one thing that Americans want to hear about, and that is inflation, which still plagues our economy. Hitting a lot of Americans out there right where it hurts. And although gas prices seem to have been uh, dropping very recently, inflation is a very, very real thing for a lot of Americans. Uh, the government, Rachel, the government, as my uh, granddad would say, has taken action. They've taken action. They've uh, they've managed, Democrats have managed to actually do something. They're, they're talking, what, what is the name of this? It's the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Inflation a, Reduction Act of 2022. Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. They, <laughs> the, it seems like the people up there on Capitol Hill are, are taking action. We know about inflation. We got a crash course on it from our friend Mark Goldwine. Okay. But in order to understand this bill and whether or not it's really going to bring some relief to millions of Americans, we have to bring Mark back mm-hmm. again to discuss it with us. Mark, how are you doing today? Senior Vice President and Senior Policy Director for the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. Mark. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm doing pretty good. This is one of those rare times that Congress is actually trying to, you know, make the deficit better. So this is like Christmas Mm -hmm. and New Year's all wrapped together for me. Oh, wow. 
Um, are you familiar with this piece of legislation? I am. So they're still working out some of the details. We haven't um, seen how it's all going to play out. Um, but it's basically a climate and energy bill, a health care bill, and a tax bill all put together into one. Mm. What's the goal of this bill? Yeah. So there's not one goal, but they've really narrowed it down. Uh, when they were starting this conversation a year ago, they had like 80 different things they wanted to do. They would do child care and tax credits and health care. This bill is focused um, really on a few things. One, clean, affordable energy, right, to get climate change under control. Two, affordable health care. Three, fair tax code. And four, get down inflation and deficits. And it's really narrowly focused just on those on those four goals. So uh, for, for somebody who like doesn't understand any of this, how does this bill help inflation? Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm seeing the energy. I'm seeing healthcare. You know, I can't remember the other thing you named, but like, how does this help me as an individual when it comes to what I'm dealing with with inflation? So f- first of all, let me manage your expectations. This bill is not going to do anything for the next two months. Right. I mean, this bill is actually going to take time to actually spend out, go into effect. Um, because of some side agreements, it's going to allow the administration to maybe make some regulation changes that can move faster. But this bill is about 2023 and 2024 and about stopping inflation from staying embedded beyond that. It's not about 2022. Um, mm-hmm. But there's really two ways that it's going to fight inflation. The first is it's going to take some money out of the economy. We talked about this last time. Part of the reason inflation is so high is because there's so much money sloshing around and we can't produce enough to meet it. This is going to take some of that money out by a little bit by spending less, a little bit by taxing more and getting people to pay the taxes they already owe. The second way this is going to reduce inflation is it's actually going to directly reduce the prices that people pay. It's going to reduce the prices that people pay for their prescription drugs. It's going to reduce the price of health insurance if you're buying um, on the Obamacare exchanges. And it's going to reduce the price of renewable energy and various types of energy things, both for businesses and individuals. If those prices are lower, um, people's expectations for inflation will go down. Um, They won't demand as much in Wage increases, price increases won't go up as much. And so that can help prevent what we're really worried about, which is not just that inflation is going to be high now, but that it's going to continue to stay high for many years. Hmm. Um, uh, I, I mentioned that gas prices have come down and I can see that. Look at, hey, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Uh, what, do we, what do we attribute that to? Uh, some of that, I think, is just the market um, settling itself. Some of it is demand is down. People are driving a little bit less, responding to those price increases. Um, some of it is that the administration um, plans to release more oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve is working. And some of it is fracking, is that we're actually producing a bit more. So it's not one factor. It's a bunch of things working together. It's a relief. It's great news. I wouldn't count on prices continuing to fall. Hopefully they will, but we could see several times them bounce back up and then come back down again. Mm, do you mm. do you anticipate that happening uh, here in the near future or will they continue to fall for a while before that happens? You know, predictions are hard, especially about the future. Uh, what I'm most worried about is uh, the end of the year. Um, Europe has um, sort of a threat to, to tighten its, its restrictions against Russia even more at the end of the year. And if they follow through in that thread, it may reduce supply some. So my biggest fear is that come January, prices are going up again. Um, But in the coming months, I think it could could go either way. I'm hopeful prices will continue to decline, but I, I 
I wouldn't bet a lot of money on it. You describe this as Christmas and New Year's wrapped into one in July. Will this bill save us from a recession? I hope so. Um, Look, this bill alone isn't going to save us from a recession. What I hope is that it can help. Um, The the real fear here, Nick, for a recession is that the Federal Reserve to fight inflation is just going to have to keep raising interest rates higher and higher and higher. And eventually when they do that, it's going to topple the economy over. This is going to help because it's going to make the Fed's job just a little bit easier. Maybe they have to do one less rate hike. But if we do this and we do some energy policy and you know we do a variety of other things, get healthcare costs under control, maybe that could prevent two or three hikes. So I'm, I'm hopeful this reduces the chances of, of a recession and that combined with other things can keep us, can keep us out of a recession and keep the economy moving strongly. Mark, I got good news for you. You've just been made the chairman of the Fed. <gasps> what? What further would you do at this point to bring Americans some relief and how aggressive would you be? Um, the, the Fed is in an impossible position right now. Um, they waited too long to raise rates. Uh, fiscal policy put them in a corner because we spent $2 trillion into the economy didn't need. And so if they raise rates too slowly, the risk is that inflation gets embedded. Is that we have inflation year after year, and then it's actually harder to fight later. On the other hand, if they raise rates too quickly or too high, they put us in a recession. Uh, I think right now they're doing the right thing by erring and being aggressive. Uh, now, hopefully, we see a couple good CPI numbers. I think that's inflation. A couple good inflation numbers. I think um, the numbers we see tomorrow are going to be ugly, but then the numbers that we see um, next month may look pretty good. If we start seeing a few of those, um, I don't think they can put their um, feet on the brakes, but maybe they can take it off the gas a little bit. Maybe they can slow the rate of, of rate increases. But the Fed, unfortunately, is going to have to keep raising rates until inflation seems like it's under control. Mark, I know you said you f- you feel like this is a win, you know, because they got something actually passed. But there are people who you know, are upset with this and they feel like they left out many key policy ambitions, particularly from the Democrats, such as new child care or housing or elder care or paid leave programs. Um, what, assuming you agree with that or not, what else do you feel like they left out of this bill that could help the American people when it comes to inflation? Because some people are saying it's not even an inflation bill. They, they're naming it something different. They're calling it like a climate bill. or Yeah. I mean, that's that's a great question. Remember, the bill still hasn't passed yet. So um, I don't want to jinx it, um, but hopefully it will pass. Um, certainly, we could have done more. Certainly, this bill could be stronger in a lot of ways. I don't think going back to the thing from a year ago, um, I don't think that's a good idea, let alone sustainable, because I think that was too many policies altogether. And it didn't let us focus on making any of those policies particularly good. But I do think there's a lot more we can do to lower healthcare costs, a lot more we can do to raise more revenue. Some of the ideas were in this bill in late stages and then got dropped. Um, There are certainly some areas where we should be making uh, stronger investments. I personally like a carbon tax, you know, put a price on carbon. That's a two for one because not only does it raise us more revenue, but it also helps encourage private sector innovation to get a cleaner environment. So I certainly think this is not a perfect bill. But if we wait for our perfect bill, we're not going to get anything. And this is a big step in the right direction. If you're worried about energy, if you're worried about climate, if you're worried about the deficit. Um, and frankly, I'm worried about all three. Um, <clears throat> so 
Yeah, it's it's time to worry about the deficit because there's a Democrat in office. When there's a Republican in office, they spin, 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 and never bring up the deficit. When a Democrat gets in office, it's time to watch the purse strings, Mark. Well, you know, some of, some of us wrote a hundred pieces against the tax cuts in the last administration. So <laughs> I hear you, but I promise you, I'm a uh, I'm always worried about the deficit. Mm. Um. So look, Mark, I have to tell you something. You're a big hit with our fan base. Big hit. But there are some that took umbrage with a couple of things that you said the last time you were on here, Mark. I gotta be honest. Which is normal. It, they do they vodka? do this to us all the time. They do this to us. So Mark, I was it my weekly uh vodka purchases. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the fact that some people say that you have a neoliberal worldview that encouraged you to blame the people that were on the receiving end of uh, the um, stimulus checks for our current recession. And that's current, excuse me, our current inflation situation. And that uh, it's not fair, it's not right, and that it's statistically wrong, likened you to Bill Maher. Ooh. What do you say to those people? What do you say to people who (laughs) think that working Americans are unfairly taking the brunt um, of the inflation discourse that we're having right now? Yeah, look, I don't blame the people who um, received rebates, many who needed it and who spent it. I blame the politicians that overpromised and then delivered too much, not understanding that there would be consequences. Um, I, I think that it seemed like in spring of last year, we could just spend whatever we want and it would all be good. And what we don't realize is that all we did was actually raise prices for everyone in the process. So I, I hear that. Um, I, I think there is some rhetoric that sort of puts the blame on workers, puts the blame on the recipients. That's not how I see it. This was this was a failure of leadership. Hmm. Mm. Mark, here's my last question. Will paying my student loans help inflation? If you are paying down your student loans instead of spending that money on, you know, buying a sofa or going out to a restaurant, that will help for inflation. Damn it. Um, cut that out of the podcast. But, cut no, that out. It's got to go. It's <laughs> <for you. laughs> If I were you, I wouldn't be paying my student loans because they're not charging you any interest. I put that money into buy series, um, series I bonds. You know, I think we mentioned that last time, (laughs) but um, put the money into a bank account. You can you can always pay it down later. So um, if I were advising you individually, I would say don't pay down those those loans. But for the economy as a whole, if people would start paying down their student debt, even without the interest accumulation, that actually would help with the inflation situation. All right. Last question from me. There's been something that's been going on, Mark. And I got to be honest with you, it's funny. It's funny to me. I remember it was around like 2018, 2017 maybe. Actually, it's not true. The first time I ever heard of Bitcoin, it was 2010. (laughs) My friend Christian, we were making this web series together. And Christian goes, Van, you should buy some Bitcoin. I don't know what the hell that is. What are you talking about? You know, maybe I should have bought it. I didn't. And then by the time 2018 comes around, everybody is going nuts. Ethereum, Litecoin, Bitcoin. And then all of these coins are going crazy. It's going through the roof. Oh my God. Coin, 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 coin. 81,000. Boom. 70,000. It's going nuts. Now these motherfuckers are sad, Mark. <laughs> They're sad. They're calling me. They're doing fucking what's his face? Elon Musk, the, the wife stealer. 
they Tesla just sold off like seventy percent of its of its of its of its uh, Bitcoin. I'm asking you, crypto, legit or quit? Uh, you know, I said before, I don't give financial advice. I never really understood the appeal of crypto, but I also never understood the appeal of pogs or magic cards. Or all these- <laughs> magic, right? you bite so, your tongue. Magic the Gathering was amazing. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm just not a collector. I think that's kind of how people view these. I, I will say I first heard about Bitcoin when my, my dad decided that he would start mining them. Um, wow. And he had a whole operation in the house and nobody else could really use internet or electricity when he was doing it. But he was having a good time. Uh, I, I don't really understand the value of, of these crypto coins other than for um, sort of illicit activities. But the thing about value is so long as somebody thinks something is valuable, it is. And that's, that's the crazy thing. You know, that's why pogs are valuable. That's why beanie babies. So I don't get it. But what do I know? There you go. All right. Mark Goldwine. You guys can catch him on Twitter. Where are you at? Uh, yeah, check Mark at Mark Goldwine. Um, really easy, or you can check out my organization at, at Budget Hawks. Budget Hawks. What do you guys do over there all day? You guys like crunch numbers and like, or, oh, is it the, <laughs> is it like the Big Short over there? <gasps> <gasps> Are you guys just doing crazy stuff, looking at stuff? Are you like Christian Bale over there? I wish that would be fun. I mean, a lot of what we're doing is we're we're trying to analyze what's going on and legislatively what's going on with the economy and trying to give good advice. So. Um, we recently put out an analysis on what's in this Inflation uh, Reduction Act. We're going to put out more analysis in the coming days on how much it's going to reduce healthcare costs, what it's going to mean for the long term, uh, maybe what it's going to mean for inflation if we can if we can figure that out quantitatively. So we do a lot of analysis and we spend a lot of time talking to mm. staff on the Hill, talking to people at the White House, talking to the press, Tom, you know, going on podcasts. You guys are my favorite podcast, but you're not my Thank only you. podcast. So, ah, come on. <laughs> um, we're just trying to get the get the message out here and trying to get the data out and hopefully um, hopefully we can make the world just a little bit more understandable. Hmm. All right, man. Appreciate you. When there's more questions, we'll hit you back and we know you'll have yep. more answers. Thank you, Mark. Please do. I'm here. All right. Thank you. There's a bishop update. People were mad about our opinions on the bishop. Were they mad? Seem like it. Get Sonya Richards Ross on the phone. Do you have her phone number? Call her and put her on speaker real quick. About what? Can you do it? I could. Please, what do Rachel. You want? I want to talk to Sonya Richards Ross real quick. I want to. I want to. Is that okay, Rachel? I call people that I know on the podcast. She's you your do, friend. and I never do that. I never do that. She's your friend. Can we please talk to Sonya Richards Ross? Okay. Yeah, let's see. Because I, I want to, I want to bring her up in front of the proverbial congregation over a comment Not that the she proverbi- left. Over a comment. Oh, she did leave a comment. A comment she? that she left. Sonia Richards Ross trying to play us. We love you, Sonia. Try to talk about us. Hi, Sonia. Okay, I'm. I'm. Don't, I am no sorry preamble. to disturb you. Look, Van's telling me not to prep you. Van wants to talk to no you preamble. about the comment that you left on. Um, the last video about the pastor. I'm going to put you on speaker. (laughs) No, it's not. This is the show. (laughs) No, look, man, 
was shaking his head. He was like, I call my friends all the time. I was like, I am not putting her on speaker and putting her on the podcast. Duck in the smoke. Duck in, <laughs> duck in the smoke. Duck in the smoke. She running from the grind. Come on, Sonya. She can't hear you. Hold on. She running. You running from the grind, Sonya. Okay, hold on. Hey, Sonya. Yes. Uh, look. She's not gonna leave any more comments on your Instagram. I I saw I saw it. Like it's it's almost as if you had a problem with what we were saying. You got something to say to me, Olympic gold medalist? No, Ben. I, ben, I literally repeated exactly what Rachel said. I thought it was so funny. She said after you said it, she was like, she literally took a pause, and then she said, "What now?" I thought it was hilarious. Do you agree with? Uh, so right now, you're willing to say? I didn't add. I didn't add anything to the conversation. I just. Literally repeated what Rachel said. So right now, you're willing to say on record so everyone can hear that Sonya Richards-Ross, American treasure, Olympic gold medalist, is in favor of robbing pastors. Say it. Get, get, no, you're not going to do my friends like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you said. Not, not the <laughs> All right. Thank you. It's nice to talk to you always. He's a mess. Thank you. Thank you for picking up. I will always prep you before. I will never put you on the spot like that. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you. So, I'll tell said it. Okay, bye. Bishop Lamar, Lamar She said, Whitehead. keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. She's great. <laughs> Bishop Lamar Whitehead, the pastor who was robbed of the jewelry that he was flaunting in front of the congregation, is being sued by a Brooklyn woman who claims he stole her life savings. Mm. If it walked like a duck, <laughs> Lamar Whitehead, the bishop of the Leaders of Tomorrow International Church in Canarsie, is accused, is accused of convincing 56-year-old Pauline Anderson to invest nearly her life savings in one of his firms with a promise that he could help her buy a home despite her bad credit. Nineteen a $90,000 cashier's check that she allegedly wrote in November 2020 um, and relied on him to give her $100 monthly allowances to pay her living expenses according to the lawsuit. After months went by in early 2021 without the monthly payments or progress on the home purchase, Whitehead allegedly told Anderson that he was treating her investment as a donation to his then-campaign for Brooklyn Borough President. Yo, fuck. Whitehead told the, the Daily <laughs> News that she was being untruthful. Her son was a member of my ministry who was removed because he was unintegral. It's a lawsuit because of who I am. Adding everybody that, that tried to sue me now because of my celebrity status is just no. going to keep on doing no. what they do. I said, what the no. fuck, man? What's going on with this guy? I know that this is a this is a like a prime opportunity for people to talk about religion and pastors and why even Amber wrote on your page. She was like, I tried to tell Uh y'all. I don't think that this is an opportunity to say that just because this guy, this charlatan is like that, that they're all like that. Okay, he's just a bad representation, a bad like the worst is when he? people think, when people want to talk about bad things in the church, this is the, like this is whose face pops up. 
This is wild. I believe her a hundred percent. I believe her. What? This guy's riding around in a ghost in a Lamborghini? Look, check this out. People, I mean, wait, wait. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go. No, what you just gonna say? No, sorry. Did nothing. you see what? how people were like, "How dare y'all attack him? He could have made his money through real estate." Okay, it takes money to make money. So how did he have money if he does have it in real estate? Where did he get the money to start investing in real estate? You just don't pop up and do that. First of all, shout out to to Pauline. Who had ninety thousand saved up, and like have you something a little, have you something a, a little something there, sister? Like you know what I mean? But look, uh, don't had. give it to motherfuckers like this. Had so look, there's something called Christmas Eve Christian. Let me tell you what it is. Um, years and years ago, me and my cousin, I'm not gonna name him, even though he became a Trump supporter, so I should name him. Me and my cousin are, are walking. Name him. You he, name everybody else. He's actually uh, is one he a of proud those, Trump supporter? He's a proud Charleston, Trump supporter. Charleston White. No, it's not. Like, Can you imagine? <laughs> Charleston White is my cousin. He's more likely to be one of your cousins. He's from Dallas. What you trying what to I, say? That video is so funny. I'm sorry. I don't care what y'all say. Donald Trump. You like that? Like he's disrespectful, and you want to put hands on him for what he said about Nip. But that video is that video is funny. Um. Anyway. So we're walking. I'm going to make this story short. I know I have to, whatever. So we're walking throughout our apartment complex. It's me, Ian, and this guy's really Ian's cousin, but he is my cousin because we are super close. And despite his fucking bullshit, we're still super close. He's, you know, and it's Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve. And we come upon a wallet full of money, full of money. And it's in front, basically, of one of our neighbors. Me and Ian had... We lived together at this apartment complex. It's in front of one of our neighbors, basically in front of their house. It's obvious Mm -hmm. that it's for this person. They dropped their wallet, whatever they were doing. It's Mm -hmm. full of money. But remember, it's Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. Earlier in the day, Christmas Eve. God damn, I miss Christmas in Louisiana. For some reason, I just got super emotional. It's okay. It'll pass. Anyway. um, So, so... uh, uh, Ian is Ian goes, man, look at that. I pick it up and I'm like, all right, about to knock on his door, see if it's his. And so it was. I give it to him. And he's just, I remember the look on his face. He was like, damn, bro. I appreciate you, man. And he was and he was like, yo, you want like, you need me to slide you something? Dog, I appreciate that. There must have been two or three thousand dollars in the wallet. I'm oh serious. A lot, a lot of money. A lot of money. I'm like, he's like, damn, bro. Like it couldn't, it, it was barely folding or for mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe he had just gone to the bank or whatever. And um, I'm like, nah, man, you straight. It's like, it was right here. And I remember we were walking away and we'll call him Roger. Roger <laughs> okay. was like, yo, you stupid. You stupid. <laughs> like you stupid, man. You should have. I'm like, bruh. And he, this guy is one of the biggest Christians. One of the biggest Christians, always throwing his Bible in your face, always telling you your girlfriends are unfit, all of that stuff, right? Like the biggest Christian. And I'm like, bro, ain't you like a, ain't you, well, how could you not see this? Like, well, you be like, whatever, whatever. He goes, nah, man, that's a blessing. That was a blessing for us. <laughs> <laughs> that was a blessing for us. That was meant for us to be found. And so I called him. Forever a Christmas Eve Christian, like uh, like a like a a, Chris, a Christian who won't even do what's right on Christmas Eve on the day before Jesus' birth. This guy Rodney. Lamar Whitehead 
is a Christmas Eve Christian. Defraud. I'm sorry. I don't know the man, but I got to be honest with you. Everything that's telling me. Oh, I'm, yeah. There's a satanic aura to this guy. There's a demonic aura to him. And it, it, he sh- you don't need to be in church with all of that shit on. And you should never be in a situation with one of your parishioners ever, even close, where they can accuse you of taking $90,000 for them. Ever. Shouldn't even be close to that. Tried to sue me because of my celebrity status. Sir. Like pink, Rachel, pink sauce? No more. I don't want to hear any more about Whitehead, huh? Pink sauce? No. Me? No. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. It's pink sauce is Chef Pie. Donnie, jump on real quick. Tell us what pink sauce is. Oof. Do it now. Donnie, I'm a, Donnie I'm put the a... story in here. Yeah, I've been seeing it on my uh, my Twitter timeline, but I'm not a big TikToker, so I just found out about it recently. There's this uh this big TikToker named Chef P, I think, and uh, she has this this condiment called pink sauce that she's been uh, making these TikTok videos that have gone viral, and she's started selling the pink sauce for twenty dollars. Nigga, what? You got to show your dogs to Chris Evans? <laughs> Y'all see what he's doing in the podcast? He is on social media. What are you looking at? No, somebody just sent this to me. It just popped (laughs) up. I'm looking at the fucking rundown. When? Oh. Hey, man, fuck extra. I'm not going to lie, bro. I like it is. I I can't. Why are you so upset? You got you having a real conversation with Chris Evans where you get to show him your dogs. Chris Evans was doing an integration. He has a partnership with the dog food. And I thought it would be cute to bring Copper and Brownie into the conversation because he loves his dog, Dodger, so much. Dodger was on a walk, so I didn't get to have Dodger. But yeah, we had a conversation. Man, back to the pink sauce, man. Fuck, man. I've interviewed Chris Evans several times. Is that, or is it the dogs or is it Chris Evans that's doing it for you? First of all, I would love Chris Evans to meet Bozeman. Captain America is my my guy. It's one of my favorite characters, which is a little weird because it's basically the police. But I'm sorry, Donnie, to cut off your pink sauce explanation. No, but that just this popped is up. This is bigger than pink sauce. Uh, um, so this lady is trying to sell the pink sauce, basically. She, she had been selling it. That's where the troubles come in. People who got the pink sauce noticed that a lot of the ingredients on the back were misspelled. And we'll be getting them. <laughs> I didn't see that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Misspelled ingredients. Uh, it would arrive in packages uh, that were like not completely sealed. So sometimes the pink sauce would have like a smell to it, or the the shade of pink would be different from what it was in the videos. And um, she's been coming out defending herself on TikTok, uh, but she's in her defense. Is, has admitted to not knowing what the FDA is. People have been jumping on her case. Uh, somebody Fuck. faked their own death saying that they died because <laughs> of the pink sauce. Can I, can, can I ask a question? Is the pink sauce banging? That's all that matters. Had, I haven't had it. What I've heard it tastes it? like ranch. That's the thing. Oh, Nobody gross. really knows. But it, it apparently tastes like ranch. How much was it a bottle? Did you say it's really expensive? It was $20. I said, come on. Mm-hmm. That's bad? I, I'm not paying. Isn't it? How much does ketchup cost? I, I know, know it's. I know it's. I know it's got to be like five dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say like six, something like that. 
dollars delicacy. I fuck with her. You, that's why you can't eat out of out of people's kitchen. You don't I know how she's making on. the stuff. I want to Donnie find pig sauce lady. No. I want to have her on. I want to talk to Chef Pie. P? P. Did she say she has no idea what the FDA is? No, she in her explanation she like basically told her herself. She was like, I don't. This isn't medicinal. This isn't medicine. The FDA has nothing to do with this. This isn't a federal thing. She and the F and FDA stands it's for food. food. Yeah, exactly. But uh, because of that, people have been jumping on her case. Um, I don't want to talk to her. All right. We're gonna. We're not gonna cover what's going on with Khalees and Beyonce. Have you seen this, Rachel? No. I gotta know now. Well, now we have to talk about it. Kalisa is apparently mad that one of the uh, the songs on Beyonce's new album, Renaissance. Which it hasn't dropped yet. It will tomorrow when this podcast has, though. It leaked. You heard it? No, I don't. I'm not. Okay. I don't, come on. Okay. Um, and that she they sampled her on there. And she's mad at a lot of different people because she doesn't have control of her master's. So she gets no money from the sample. The sample is one of my very favorite Khalees songs, Get Along With You, apparently. Mm. And she's mad that Beyonce, who is you know, very, uh, very big advocate of the artist, will take part in something that Khalees can't, can't be. Uh, Did Beyonce know Khalees doesn't own the masters? I think the anger is misplaced. But I think a lot of people are going to side with Khalees here because Khalees has never been treated right about this indus- by this industry. Yeah. She's never been appreciated by this industry. She's always been an amazing performer, an amazing singer, amazing songwriter, but they've never done Khalees right. So I think a lot of people are going to be like, hey, man, do something to make it r- this right with Khalees. <sighs> All right. I uh, feel like this is, a, this is a continuing uh, uh, narrative with Beyonce. What? people's songs people's you know what i mean i'm serious this is not the first time we've heard something like this okay you're about to get buzzed sting right back i hear mailbag time time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them oh it's mailbag time write us with your queries and we'll chime in. Okay. Uh, numerous camp on Reddit asks, what song will play on repeat in your version of hell? Interesting. Oh, you know what it is? It's, uh, it's the first song off that U2 record. Remember that U2 that came with your iPod? That came with your, your iPhone? <laughs> So they put that U2 on there and then every time I put my shit on and plug my shit up, the U2 would automatically play. And I'm like, I'm sick of this shit. And it would automatically play. I'm like, I'm not trying to. So it would be that song. I can't fucking, I don't even remember it. That's a really good question. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that just gets stuck in your head. You know, like like the this is the song that never ends. That's that that's one. a dope song. Th- that's but it keeps goes on and on. That's mine. That's mine from Lamb okay. Chops. That's okay, it. Cool. The next one is similar, but in the reverse. Stranger Things ish. Bambi eight seven six on Reddit asks, 
What song is saving you from Vecna? <sighs> the Weather by <laughs> Nipsey Hussle. Mm. All money in. Really? I, money Trees, Kendrick Lamar. That's a good one, too. That's, that's a good one, too. Crash Unit, Buzz Cuts, Ex-Marines. Shout out to Nip, man. Rest in peace, man. Oh, this song goes crazy. Okay, let's go. All right. It's Chill on Reddit asks, as a kid, did you ever have a crush ah, on a crush cartoon? Like, like, move, move, move to the next one. What was Sorry, the question? What's the question? Did you ever what? have a crush on a cartoon character? If you did, who was it? Why Why don't you want to answer that? Because, man. <laughs> you did. Who was did. it? Betty Boop? It wasn't Betty Boop. Lola? Lola. Jessica Rabbit? It was Jessica, man. It was Jessica, and it was bad. Jessica was Donnie fine. Must, Donnie must have been feeling Jessica, too, because he he didn't even have... That was his first guess. Jessica was fine, man. Jessica was bopping around. Jessica was so crazy. And for a long time, the red dress thing was like a... It was a killer. It was like a childhood thing. I remember... I was having this one thing. I had a crush on a white girl in 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 um in high school. And, you know, she came to homecoming in a red dress. I was like, "Shit, is it about to happen early?" You know, since I don't want to talk about it, it was very. I had to get off of it. It's like Jessica Rabbit. I love you. Got it. The answer you. is a no for me. Oh, very cool. They also don't sexualize cartoons for men, <laughs> male cartoons, like they do women. It's not true. Name one. Peppy, 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 all right, last one is from Helen Sain on Instagram. She says, I'm a mama of an interracial baby, and I'm often conflicted if I call her black or white. I think Helen is black. Van and Rach, what do you think? Love you both. Black. 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 Hel- call my interracial babies black. Helen, if you don't get your ass out of our... <laughs> we love you, Helen. It's black. You shouldn't even be considering it. Hey, Helen, you can call them whatever you want. It don't matter what you call them. No, Helen. don't say that. Don't say hey, that. I mean, don't look, raise look, those look. children to think that they're anything else but black. They're black. Look, Helen, I'm not saying neglect the other side, but they're black. That's how the world's going to see them. Hey, well, I'm, I'm telling Helen right now. Helen, call them whatever you want. Okay? You can call them whatever you want. The world going to let them know what they yeah, is. The world's going to let them know. All right? You, you call Helen, call them, call them something. You know, Tiger Woods was cockablazing till he saw fucking hoes. Then he was a nigga. All right. So, so what I'm telling you, you call him whatever you want, Helen. Call him, look, do the whole thing. Call him whatever you want. But one day, they're going to come home and be like, hey, mom, somebody called me. And then you're going to have to explain to them. All right. Love you, Helen. Helen Saiyan. She's a super Saiyan. You know what a super Saiyan is, Rachel? No. Do you know what a Saiyan is? A San? A Saiyan. Do you know what a Saiyan is? No. Interesting. Hmm. So interesting, man. Do you know what, Donnie, do you know what a Saiyan is? Last time the answer was porn star. 
Donnie, do you know what a saying is? Yeah, I know what a saying is. Saying. What is it, Donnie? No, Donnie, don't tell her. Donnie, don't listen to him. <laughs> tell me. Educate me. Educate me. A saying is an alien. It's from Dragon Ball Z. It's who go. Oh, is. shit. I was really like, damn, I don't even know what this is. What I'm is like, this I don't thing? I don't know how to spell it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all Googling it. <laughs> Get out. Let, let's go. No unexpected ally of the week. We don't know yet if Joe Biden can consider be considered an ally. Rachel, do you have one? I, I saw something on the Reddit that said we need to end this segment. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? They're not like we never it. have one. And to be fair, this now this is a critique that it's fair. I'm sorry, it is. And there, I believe there was a suggestion that said we should just be giving praise to people in the community. And I'm not opposed to that. They said there aren't enough unexpected allies. And I mean, that's honestly what it really comes down to Rachel, as well. Rachel, if that's what you want, then we can do that. I accept absolutely no praise, tips or pointers from the, the soulless jackals <laughs> over on the Reddit. They have no bearing in my life. So if if it's something that Rachel wants to do. He literally asked y'all to do a poll. If it's it's something that Rachel wants to do. I'm trying to give them something to get them away from just sitting around and being negative haters all day. So if it's something that you want to do, Rachel, I respect you and you only have great ideas. But But I don't need to know that it comes from the soulless jackals. Okay, so in a turn of events... The unexpected ally of this week is the Reddit group. Give it to the them. Thought Give it warriors to them. are Reddit. <laughs> See, you don't even know. Unex- <laughs> it's all it's our thought all warriors. Thought warriors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick. Our Soulless jackals. You're the unexpected ally of the week. That was a good suggestion. You're right. We cannot have a segment that we keep failing to fulfill so in lieu of if we don't have an unexpected ally of the week we'll do something that praises someone in the community that's doing something great in the community okay all right uh take thing caps off but do not stop learning i am van lathan jr i'm rachel and Lindsay. bye